BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I am JC. Welcome back, guys. So we are in Arizona currently, reunited again. At last. And we wanted to briefly talk about our Christmases, what we got, what we did. Actually, let's just maybe talk about our favorite gift and then what we got each other. Okay. So suddenly I forgot everything I got. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. I had a lot of favorite gifts. I got some good stuff. Oh, wait. I don't even know what you got. This sounds dumb, but probably my favorite gift was it's a fanny pack that you walk your dog with. So it, because here's the problem that I have when I walk Sophie, I'm carrying a tennis ball because halfway through we stop at a park and play fetch. There's, I have to hold a tennis ball. There's my phone. I have to carry a bag. Like she gets thirsty. So I tried to carry a water bottle, but I can't carry all that stuff with this and then i also have to hold her leash this you attach the leash to the fanny pack so you don't have to hold it will she not drag you around no it could because it has a spring okay so it pulls her back not that it isn't painful when she does it but (laughs) yeah um but it's so nice because it has pouches so i can put my phone you can put your keys in there if you yeah i really liked it who got that for you my mom cool and then i got yeah, suddenly I forget everything else I got. I got some Lululemon. I've never owned Lululemon before in my Did life. Did you get leggings? No, I got two pairs of shorts. Nick got me a pair of shorts. My mother-in-law got me a pair of shorts and a tank top. Nice. And the tank top? So soft. So I have soft. One. Yes, it's amazing. It's like you're not wearing anything. Okay, that reminds me of some American Eagle leggings that I got that I've heard. Remember I was telling you about oh, these? Yeah, yeah. I've heard really good things about them, and so I asked Leigh for them for Christmas. They're high-waisted leggings, and you can get them in, like, long or or regular or short and I get them in short because I am short so yeah they fit perfectly and they are so comfortable I am obsessed with them they were so soft when I felt them they've got me two pairs and they are so comfy um I think my favorite gift Leif got me this perfume that Chelsea and I I put it on my list because I think we talked about this once me and Chelsea went into Barney's one time when we were in LA for like two hours mm-hmm. and just walked around and wanted everything. And there was this perfume that we tried on that we loved. And so I put it on my Christmas list. Leif got me that. And then this hoodie that I'm wearing right now is just like a big oversized hoodie. It's so comfy. Yeah, That's that another so fave. And then the last thing is um, Leif got me a Kindle, which I didn't really understand. Like I didn't ask the for importance. anything. Yeah, but it's nice because it's like 
the screen looks like paper, so it doesn't hurt your eyes at all to look at. And it has like a handle thing that you can hold. So it's just really convenient. Yeah. I've been reading a lot more, so I am very excited to start using it. But yeah. I haven't used it yet. I didn't bring it on my trip. But um, I know yeah. I might need one of those so I can read. Yeah. I'm not a good reader. Well, I'm like, I can read, but I'm not good at reading books. I've never been good at reading books. What do you mean you're not good? You don't finish them? Yeah, I just... I'm trying to think of the last book I finished and I read self-help books, but actual novels, I'm not good at reading them. That's funny. Even in, even in elementary school, AR, did you have AR? Yeah. I just, I couldn't, like, I was so bad at finishing books and reading. I don't know. I don't know if I just don't, didn't like it or I just, but I was in, I mean, not to brag, but I was in like the uh, advanced reading classes. Yeah. That's but weird. I didn't read for enjoyment. You like listening to books though, right? Yeah. More and like podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so Chelsea got me this choker. Well, it's not really is it a choker? Kind, kind of. of. It's like a short little necklace and it has a little disc on it. It's like a little gold disc and it has a thumbs up on it. Yeah. And it's our it's so on brand for us. It's so on brand. If you guys know me and Chelsea, we both do thumbs up all the time. <laughs> sarcastically when things go wrong they probably have never seen us do yeah that. but we do it behind the scenes all the time yeah <laughs> when we say awesome we put a thumbs up, up it accompanies a thumbs up accompanies the awesome yeah if you didn't know so it's perfect um she got me that and she also got me silk pillowcases which i am so excited to use yeah very very excited i have slept on a silk pillowcase for almost i think over a year now and i love it i can't like when i sleep on a cotton pillowcase, I feel weird. I really? feel like I'm getting wrinkles hmm. just because I've been spoiled. Yeah. But I'm so excited to sleep. Yeah. On. Highly recommend it. Yeah. JC got me the most beautiful. I keep saying it's a paper clip, it's but a it's safety a safety pin. <laughs> I said it was a paper clip too. When yeah. I bought it. Safety pins are way cuter. Um, necklace and the best t-shirt. Just so on brand for me. <laughs> like the cutest Annie Bing. I almost said Annie Bring. Annie Bing I t-shirt. Okay. So I've been saying Annie Bing for it's two not. months. It's spelled A-N-I-N-E. It's like a nine. The Mandela Bing. effect? What the heck? It's like a nine. Like I don't know how to say it. And so I need to figure it out. An I Bing? I don't know. Because I've been saying Annie Bing. And then I, I don't know when it came to when I realized it. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? I have been saying this brand wrong for two months. What the heck? Since I discovered it and started looking at their clothes i actually yeah. don't own any of their stuff but yeah i hadn't heard of it until probably two weeks ago you know what's funny is well me and jc have been talking about jewelry a lot lately yeah so that's why we both ended up getting other jewelry Necklaces. but my sponsored ads that were popping up on my instagram all jewelry all the customized jewelry uh like i still to this day it's jewelry every other story i click through it's a sponsored ad from a jewelry company because that's what you search all the time yeah that's what i was searching for so that's funny I'm trying to think of another gift that I got that was, like, life-changing, and I did, and now everyone who got me a gift is, like, awesome. You yeah. My mom, got me, my mom got me the most beautiful coffee table book. It's, like, this oh. big – it's called Ocean Desert, and it's, like, picture of the ocean and end <gasps> of the desert. I've seen that. It's oh so gosh. pretty, and it's perfect because we live by the ocean, but we're from the desert, so mm -hmm. it just, like, yeah. ties everything in. It's so pretty. I think I've seen that. You'd love it. Is it have big pictures, like, drone shots, kind of? Yeah, there's drone okay. shots, there's faraway landscape shots. It's, like, so, so pretty. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I'll show it to you. Um, my husband's favorite gift was a little manicure set. 
for his nails and really? tweezers. Oh, that's he nice. uses my tweezers all the time, which freaking annoys me, but whatever. We're married. And I love him so much, but it, <laughs> he just l- takes them, loses them, and goes through nail clippers. His hair and nails grow so fast. So fast. It's like he's overdosing on biotin or something. They grow so fast. So he clips his nails every single day. If oh, you're he, joking. Well, and his beard grows so fast. I don't know why. And I hope our kids get that trait so bad because that's the opposite of me. So he was so excited. He was like, where's my manicure set? It came like a little leather pouch. Thing. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a nice gift. I'm throwing Nick under the bus, but I'm on top of Christmas every year. I have everything ordered. I used an app to make sure that everything, my budget was set. I had everything scheduled out and everything was there a week before. Wow. Actually, I will say I was way more on top of it this yeah. year than any other year, but continue. And every year I say, okay, Nick, you're in charge of your parents' gifts from us. So be thinking every year we have to go out on Christmas Eve to buy them something because he always leaves it to the last second. And I don't care about receiving gifts on Christmas. My joy comes from watching people open their presents that I got Yeah. Them. The night before Christmas, he was like, oh my gosh, your gifts aren't going to be here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't care at all. Like, I seriously do not care. But let this be a lesson to you <laughs> that when I say it's for you to be prepared, you need to be prepared. Because then he was like sad that they weren't there on Christmas morning, which I don't care. But yeah, no, you do have to. Eat. I just want to remind him I'm always right. <laughs> I want to remind him I'm superior. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have New Year's Eve plans? Cause I don't. Nope. I will, we'll be back in California, but honestly, I'm leaving the country two days after we get back. Um. Wait, are you going to be here for New Year's? Oh no. Yeah. Sorry. I meant, I meant, um, two years, two days after New Year's. Yeah. That's what I meant. So when I'm prepping for trips, I'm like, I can't do anything crazy. I got to chill yeah. for a second. So. I do not have any plans, but honestly, I'm not even mad about it. I'm excited to just hang out. Yeah, I don't like parties on New Year's. I like going, maybe playing games with a couple people. Yeah. And then maybe staying up till midnight if I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm but, not I'm not obsessed. Yeah, I don't um, have any plans. I'm not going to go running New Year's morning first thing. Oh, absolutely You know how not. you see so many people on New Year's oh, morning? Oh, yes, or running. at the gym. Also wanted to quickly mention that, or apologize, if my voice is very low and scary because I'm having weird nasal issues. Yeah, you're starting to sound like me now. Yeah, I don't know what's up, but sorry if in advance. Now they're really not going to be able to tell the difference between us. I know. (laughs) But I'm very excited. I love, love, love the start of a new year. Same. Leif and I were just talking about how, how, you know how time doesn't really exist kind of it's like, like when you really think about it, it's like who decided <laughs> you that? You just like drop this very <laughs> ph- philosophical thing on me, like so casually. You know how just time doesn't actually exist. <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We were talking about how it's weird because, because people are always like, don't wait till New Year's to start your goals and your resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like start them whenever, whenever, which I agree with 100%. But also it's just the start of a new year does feel like a fresh start. It's like how we yeah. measure things. So it feels like kind of an end of an era and like a new beginning Mm -hmm. and I love the feeling of a new year like it feels like a fresh slate yeah and I will say weirdly enough I kind of did start I didn't think of them as new year's resolutions necessarily but I did start a few new things late last year in 2018 Mm -hmm. anyway that's like rare for me to start something new because I oh I'm always the person who just says oh I'll just start in the new year I'll start doing that and weirdly enough I started working out and like reading more towards the end of last year which is funny but um anyway 
I'm, I'm excited. I have new goals and we want to go over our goals for the new year, read some stuff to you guys, read yours and just talk about it. Talk about it. What else do we do on this podcast besides blabber on about things? I just (laughs) like down on myself. (laughs) Both of us just silent. Questioning our entire existence as a podcast. Okay. Well, first of all, me and JC had a power breakfast. I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but when I I got back from breakfast with you, my mom's like, you guys had a power breakfast. Apparently, I like it. I like meetings or something. My mom just made that up, but we had a meeting about our podcast goals for 2019 and we're very excited for what's coming. And we saw a few of you guys. Yeah, we did. Uh, and that was so awesome. We yeah. had a few people say, I love the podcast. So we were like, this makes us so happy. So nice. And we were just talking, like we were in the middle of a meeting about the podcast. So it was funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, we talked about some new goals for the coming year. Just like what we're trying to bring to the podcast. Some guests we're excited about. And yeah, we'll probably do a little little question thing on Instagram asking about what they, you know, what you guys want to see too. What, is there something in my head? <laughs> no, I was going to say, and how we can make more money and become more famous. <laughs> Perfect. And have more authority. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a article, an article, sorry, an article from psychologytoday.com. And it states about 40% of people make new year's resolutions. According to one source, few people actually succeed at keeping their resolutions, but in a series of studies, researchers from the University of Scranton followed 200 people who made New Year's resolutions over a two-year period. 77% were able to keep their resolutions for one week. It's actually kind of a shockingly low percentage for one week. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to say for a year. I was shocked. (laughs) No, for one week, 77%. Okay. At a month, 64% reported success. That fell to 50% after three months and 46% after six months. Only 19% deemed deemed themselves successful in reaching their goal when researchers followed up two years later. So if you are one of those people that kept them, good on you because that's awesome. You're part of the 20%. And then it goes on and says, it's kind of telling you how to be better at keeping your New Year's resolutions. I want to hear this. Well, that not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all that oh. me earlier i'm like i was in the advanced reading classes <laughs> has dyslexia well that might not seem like a good success rate the study found that people who made resolutions were 10 times more likely to make a positive change after six months compared to people who wanted to change but did not make a new year's resolutions so basically making a re- resolution is worthwhile instead of just hoping that you'll change in the coming year so yeah actually stating it people who were successful use strategies that are proven effective in a variety of behavior change research. This includes stimulus control, so avoiding tempting situations. So if you're trying to lose weight, skip the cookie baking party. Yeah. And if you're trying to quit smoking, don't go to a bar where your friends are chain smoking kind of example. Yeah, that makes sense. Also rewards help, depending on what your thing is. Give yourself a reward. The most important factor in predicting success was self... I don't know what those words... Efficacy? Let me see. E-F-F-I-C-A-C-Y. Why am I so dumb? Fishiacy? Fishiacy? <laughs> I want to say efficacy, but that does not sound right. Anyway. Please do not give us a one-star review. <laughs> Please. <laughs> the, We're working on reading more this year. Yeah. My goal is to be smarter this year. The belief in one... It's basically the ability to believe that you can get the job done. In wait, one of the most wait, recent... Wait, wait. Stop. 
Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see how you pronounce this. Okay. I'm pulling up this word. Efficacy. <gasps> hey, I was kind of right. Excuse me. Efficacy. Efficacy. I've never heard that. Okay. I've never. Self-efficacy. Self-efficacy. I mean, I, it's basically like being efficient. Like that's what I think of when mm-hmm. I see it. But yeah, I did not know how to pronounce that. Okay. Good to know. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Use okay. that word this week. When okay. I already forgot how to say it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. The findings showed that people really slipped, slipped quite a lot. That is most successful resolvers slipped in January, but they discovered that a slip, a momentary lapse in the resolution need not be a complete fail. They picked themselves up and committed themselves to resolution after a slip. So I think that was the main takeaway from this is the people who are best at keeping them, they slipped up, but they didn't count that as a fail. They just kept going. Yeah. So most people, they said slip up in January at least once, but the people who got past January didn't count it as a failure. They just said, okay, that's part of recovery. How do you like them apples, guys? I like that. (laughs) Also, fun fact, 55% of resolutions are health-related, such as exercising more, eating eating healthier, and about 20% were about getting out of death. Mm. So, Yeah, a lot of people did say that. I was going to mention that. So, JC, what are your New New Year's resolutions this year, and did you keep your New Year's resolutions from last year? I kind of kept some of my new year's resolutions from last year not great but this is what I wanted to say is that I think it's important when you're making a new year's resolution or a goal to be pretty specific with it Mm -hmm. and I think that was my mistake last year is I was just like work out yeah and it's like that's not I mean that's a great goal but when you're not specific at all, then you almost don't even know what you're trying to accomplish. And so Mm -hmm. you don't really, do you know what I mean? There's no action steps in between. Yeah. It's just like eat healthier. Like that's not, I don't think that's specific enough. It needs to be like eat more fruits and vegetables or like eat fruits and vegetables every single day. Like it needs to be a little bit more specific, I think. And so that's personally why I think I didn't really. Yeah. You need to get as specific as possible because they weren't that specific. And also another thing I think is to make a few goals and not 20. Yeah. Because it's too hard. I've made that mistake before. Yeah, I I have too. I have like literally 20 goals and they're (laughs) all like pretty intense. Yeah. And like work out three times a week, only do this. And I'm just like, that's not. Save this amount of money, get my dream job, blah, blah, blah. It's just all these millions of things. It's it's not doable. So I like to pick like three to five things that mm-hmm. I'm going to try and work on for the coming year and also write down steps that I can take to succeed. Because yeah. I really do think if you're not specific, if you're not writing down the action steps that you need to take, it's going to be hard to follow through with them. Yeah. So I agree. I have a few. I want to continue weight training three times a week. That's something that I've been doing for a few months now, and I have seen such a huge change in myself like mentally obviously physically I feel mm-hmm. a lot stronger but looks great thanks I will say I don't look Booty that gains. much different which is totally fine but I feel so much different yeah. and that's something that I said this on an Instagram story the other day but I always heard people say like oh I used to dread working out so much and now I look forward to it and I always just thought that will never be me like I hate working out mm-hmm I, I mean, I've been, I've enjoyed parts of it, but I, I've never been that 
girl that like wants to hit the gym every day. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just not a part of, that was never a part of my daily routine, you know? Yeah. And I will say now that I've been consistent with it, I look forward to working out so much and it feels so good. And it's like such an important part of my day is being active. Um, and I don't know. I just think anyone could benefit from being more active and exercising. And now we're going to take a quick little break to tell you guys about our amazing sponsor for today's episode, Skillshare. Skillshare is basically an online learning community. They have over 25,000 classes, which is insane. They have classes about literally everything from design, business, photography. There's so much variety. And the cool thing is that it's not just for artistic or creative people. When I was browsing their site, I literally saw a class on how to give the best foot massage, which I need to give me a foot massage, Yeah, which I need to take. And the class was taught by a masseuse. And we just thought that it was the perfect time to tell you guys about Skillshare because it is the start of a new year and I know everyone's making new goals to stick to. So if you were looking to either discover a new passion of some sort or just gain new skills of any kind, really. Skillshare is there to keep you guys learning and thriving. And the class that I'm going to take this week is called How to Get More Done in Three Hours Than Most Do in Three Days. Because honestly, I don't feel like I'm much of a time efficient person. My time management skills are not too great. So I think that'll be really good for me to learn about. And I'm excited to take that class and then just explore more on the site to see more classes that I'd be interested in. Yeah. Take notes on that class for me and give them to me so I don't have to watch it. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) When I will say when you have a podcast, you hear yourself speak a lot. Therefore, I find myself critiquing the way that I speak a lot. So I was very excited to start my Skillshare adventure. And the first class that I pounced on was from Tracy Goodwin and it was all about breathing for more voice power. And I'm almost done with it and I will say it's made a huge difference. Another cool thing is that Skillshare is a subscription site so you do not pay per class. When you pay the subscription fee, you get unlimited access to all the classes on their site. And like we said, there are over 25,000 classes. So Skillshare is offering our lovely What We Said listeners two months free. How amazing is that? Folks, you heard that right. Skillshare is offering what we said listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. Who doesn't love free knowledge? Am I right? So listen closely to sign up and try it out for yourself. Go to skillshare.com slash what we said. Again, go to skillshare.com slash what we said. One more time, that is Skillshare.com slash what we said. My next one is to be more unapologetic. And this I have is that one too. Really? Mm-hmm. And this is something Chelsea and I have talked about a lot with the podcast and just in life in general. Having a social media presence, I think, has kind of made me not that I've ever been this like super opinionated person, but it has made me scared to share my opinions on things because I don't like criticism. Yeah. Um, And people to disagree with you. Yeah. And I don't like um, contention or people to really have anything negative to say about me. Like, I don't think anyone likes that. But when you do have a social media platform, you are just going to get hate no matter what. I could be doing everything, you know, that I think is Right. right. And I'm still going to have people that leave me mean messages or whatever. So that's something that I've kind of had to realize lately. But I think I just want to be more unapologetic 
and not apologize for my opinions or my thoughts. I think a lot of times on the podcast or on YouTube videos or really just anything, I'm always kind of, I'll say a thought and then I kind of backtrack and I'm like, well, if you're like this, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I always, I just don't want anyone to be offended. So I'm really trying to work on being more unapologetic, just saying what I think and not really caring if people disagree because people are going to disagree and all I can be is myself. So that's a huge one that I'm working on. And if you're, you are apologetic, they're going to disagree with you that you are apologetic and they're not going to like that you don't stand your ground. Like there's always going to be people that have problems. Right. So I really look up to people who are that way, who are just like, they're just 100% themselves they do not care Mm -hmm. if people disagree it's like oh well this is just what I think Mm -hmm. and none of those people are mean people they're just they stand up for what they say. I think one thing that goes into being better at that is not being offended by other people's opinions because yeah I think that's one reason that I am so non-confrontational and will not say what I actually think sometimes especially in person in you know real life situations because when other people flat out disagree with me and used to say something to me in high school or, I mean, even recently, I would get so offended by that. Like I would feel like it was a personal attack. And I think as in the last couple of years, I've realized that that's not a personal attack whatsoever. And I don't hold it against them. And I just realized that that's just what they think. And I don't get worked up or triggered by it. Right. Which has helped me be that way with others. Because I used to think, oh, I don't want them to be offended. I don't want them to think that I don't like them. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean that they don't like you if they disagree with you. No. I think that's a humongous problem in today's society is people disagree and then they hate each other, which is not what that is about at all. No. Everyone has different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot take it so personally. And that's something, another thing I'm working on is not taking things personally Mm -hmm. when people say whatever you know people on social media say crap and it's like we've had people leave podcast reviews that we're just I mean we definitely feel as though it's a personal attack it's like Mm -hmm. oh they're so stupid they're so this and that and it's like for that specific Mm -hmm. situation in my head it's like oh they've listened to me speak they've listened to me yeah tell my opinions and all this stuff and and feelings and and my feelings and my thoughts and they think I'm an idiot Mm mm-hmm to me, that feels personal. Like, yeah. oh, you literally hate me yeah, because of who I am. But the reality of it is, is it's like, they don't even know me. They're just going off yeah. of one thing I said, maybe whatever. And who cares? I don't, well, it's it not matter. even, it's not even personal. No. Even for people in your immediate life, that's not personal. Even if your husband, even if Leif were to say something and you were to take it personally, it's not personal because it's about them because me and my husband. So I will say, <laughs> We have a very hard time. Like our biggest problem is our communication in certain areas mm-hmm. where both of us are trying not to offend the other person and not and so we're not direct. So, for example, when we want to go somewhere to eat, he'll say, "Where do you want to go?" And I say, "Oh, I don't know. I don't care. We can go wherever. Where do you want to go?" And he's like, "No, just tell me where you want to go. I don't care like if you and then he'll say somewhere, I'm like, oh, I don't really, like, maybe we should go here instead. And it's just this back and forth, and he gets really frustrated when I don't just say what I mean. And so he was saying that he learned that it's called collusion. So when I actually want him to do something, I can't say, I need to be direct and say, I want you to do this. Which I always feel bossy and, yeah. and rude saying that. But he was saying, I appreciate it so much more. And people appreciate when they have clear 
communication with you, when they know clearly what you want. And it's not just a guessing game for them because I guess that's called collusion. When you start being indirect with people, you both have this different story in your head of what's going on. Yeah. So he gave the example of in the morning when our dog is whining to go outside, he thinks, oh, I should, I should really take her out like so Chelsea can sleep longer just to be nice. Yeah. But then he says, okay, but in my mind, I'm thinking, no, I worked super late last night. She should take it out. She should take her out. And then in that bit of thought, he's putting himself above me in a way and already making up a story about what's going on in that situation when it's just a simple situation. Right. And then it's collusion because then I think, okay, that's rude. Why didn't he take her out? It would be nice if he took her out. And then it goes back and forth and it just becomes this big mess instead of him just being, I'm tired. Can you take Sophie out? And me saying what I directly think. Right. But then I started doing it and he said, I feel like you're being a little bossy lately. <laughs> I was like, what do you want from me? Because <laughs> I'm trying no. not to have collusion. Yeah. Like. But I I mean, I would say it kind of in a snarky way because just to be funny, be like, I want to go to Chipotle. Let's go. <laughs> but anyways. No, I like that a lot. My next, my next goal is to say yes to more things. So I know it's kind of a cliche one, but I did want to give this thought. I was listening to the podcast called Fat Mascara, and I was listening to the interview with Makeup by Mario. He is Kim Kardashian's makeup artist. We all know who Mario is. And actually, I will say, he kind of, the way he pronounced his name, I couldn't tell if it was Mario or Mario or Mix. Of the two. (laughs) Anyway, so I hope I'm saying his name right. But he was saying that some of the most critical turning points in his career, they came from opportunities that he almost said no to. Hmm. So first of all, backing up, I mean, everyone knows him as Kim Kardashian's makeup artist. He also does makeup on Ariana Grande and a few other celebrities. But he worked so hard to get to where he was to be in that position to where he was doing celebrity makeup in the first place like yeah. he worked all these smaller jobs and stuff and he was just saying that there were lots of times where he seriously almost said no to an opportunity that completely changed his life like if yeah. he would have said no he wouldn't be where he is today yeah and he was just saying say yes if you are capable say yes yeah I don't know it's worth it to just take risks and have new experiences and I I mean of course some things maybe aren't worth your time there might be certain opportunities that you're like no I'm just not I don't whatever use your best judgment but just saying yes to more things because I'll get invited to events in LA Mm -hmm. uh, for different brands or like meetings with companies and I'll sometimes turn them down because I'm just like eh, yeah you know like that's kind of I don't want to drive to LA and blah 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 and I probably could have had a lot of cool opportunities arise from those situations yeah, if I would like have just said yes. And, yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to do more of, not like be that. lazy, basically. And then another thing is to stop making excuses. Hmm. So I was, this is also from another podcast I was listening to, um, and it was an interview with Rachel Hollis. And she was just saying, when people say they don't have time, she was saying it just drives her crazy because it's like we all have the same amount of hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And you can come up with an excuse for anything. anything. Yeah. Or you can find a way to do it. And it all comes down to what you actually want. Because if you, and this is for anyone out there who wants, you know, who has some new goals for the year or whatever, but if you want to work out, you can work out. Mm-hmm. You have time. Yeah. 
you like no you matter what your situation is you can make time mm-hmm. even if that means for 20 minutes you get up 20 minutes earlier and do a 20 minute workout mm-hmm. from a, and you watch a youtube video and that's how you do it people they have the excuse they don't have time they don't have the money but the reality of it is you don't need any you could work out literally there are thousands of youtube videos and people on instagram that do that show workouts that are free and that you can do from home with nothing you don't yeah. need anything but your body yeah so it's like to say that you don't have money to work out for, you know, for a gym membership or that you don't, whatever. It's just not the case. It's like you can make whatever you want a reality. That is true. And and I've always, did you see that thing? Wait, I'm kind of going on a different tangent, but have you seen that thing on Twitter? It was like um, me and it said nothing. And then someone who grew up rich, if you don't like your life, change it. Like what's yeah. there, like this whole thing, you know, because people, <gasps> yeah. You know those people who are just like, you can do whatever you, you can want. do whatever you want, and it's like, yeah, they're like millionaires. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, well, yeah, you can buy whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's easy for you to say, mm-hmm. but I really do think that it's true. I think that excuses are just when you don't want something bad enough. Yeah, I think one of my thoughts on that because you hear so many differing opinions about you can do whatever you want. Some people are like, no, actually, you can't. Yeah, like, you just actually can't. Right, is somewhere in the middle because I think. If you really want a specific thing, no, there's not a guarantee that you're going to get that. Right. Even if you work your hardest, but that's not to say that you can't get something else. Yeah. Like I think you can make, when they say you can make your dreams a reality, I don't think that's the dream that you have right now. You mm. cannot make that a reality. I mean, for 99% of the people, maybe there's one person who said, I want, wanted to do this and I did it exactly like that. Right. It's like, okay, that's great. Everything worked in your favor, but- also, I don't know where I heard this. Oh, actually, it was an anime show. He said, there's a difference between being lucky and being deserving. Some people just say, oh, I was just lucky. And it's, well, yeah, it kind of was luck, but you actually, you are deserving. You have to be deserving at the same time of it. Yeah. I forget that quote. I think I've shared it before. It's something about um, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Ooh. Because, yeah, people will say... I mean, maybe sometimes genuinely they're just lucky. Yeah. That's possible. But for the most part, it's like with um, the makeup artist that I was listening to. It's like he didn't just get lucky to be Kim Kardashian's makeup artist. Yeah. That was because his preparation met up perfectly with an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it, and he soared from yeah. that. But I don't, I don't necessarily think, yeah, whatever that dream you have, you can do it this yeah. year. I don't like to be unrealistic, but I do think you can work towards being a better version of yourself. Yeah. And I think the main thing is separating expectations from intentions, which we have this. We talk about expectations all the time, but I just feel like it is kind of similar to the collusion thing I was just talking about. It's having those expectations ruin your reality because you're living a different life in your head than you are in reality. Yeah. You have this separate thing going on that's doesn't need to be there. That's just distracting you from the good opportunities that are actually in your life. Instead of saying, I want to be a pop star. I want to have, I want to be on the radio and all this stuff. What if you get the opportunity and something comes up where you can be, I don't know, backup dance for someone and you're actually super talented at it. But if you're like, no, I want to be a pop star and you don't take that, it's like, okay, well then kind of like Lady Gaga, she was saying, I wanted to be an actress. And then she became a pop star kind of the opposite. And now she can be an actress. It's like, if she would have just been like, no, I want to be an actress. Then she would have missed her opportunity to be in the best movie of all time. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, good luck with those resolutions. Thanks, girl. Well, I had one more, but it's really quick. Oh. I just want to invest more in like skincare and makeup and kind of get more into beauty stuff. Yeah. It's something that I've been um, just more interested in lately. And I never really saw myself being into makeup and stuff. Yeah. Just because I've always honestly been so horrible at it. But yeah. I've been getting more of an interest in it. So I kind of want to work on that in the coming year. But it's exciting to mm-hmm. learn. Well, I'm going to talk about my last year's resolutions. Okay. I don't really remember what they were. Most of them I didn't do. Actually, most of them went complete opposite and went to rock bottom instead of (laughs) did what I wanted them to do (laughs) in terms of other areas of my life. But there was one that I think was the most important one that I stuck to. I, I wrote an Instagram post. Okay, I can't find my Instagram post. But it said something that my main my main resolution was to stop saying when this happens then I'll be this and so I wanted to stop saying when I get this amount of money or when I get this job or when I live here or when I have this certain thing then I'll be happy or then I'll be considered successful or then I'll have a good relationship or yada 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 and I wanted to be more happy in the moment basically instead of always striving for the next best thing and this year was kind of a SHIT show in the most <laughs> beautiful way possible, but it kind of, I will say I'm proud that I, through everything that happened, I tried to keep that mindset where I was, didn't want to say, okay, when this, ha- when we get out of this or when this is finally over, then I'll be happy. I wanted to make sure that even in those times, I wanted to stay happy and not be I didn't want to be completely overwhelmed by sadness and sorrow and suffering. And I heard this quote that was saying, someone said, there's a difference between pain and suffering. Hmm. Like you feel pain. That's inevitable. inevitable. You can't, you know, avoid that, but you can control how long you suffer for. And so I will say I did a very good job of that. The other ones that I had actually more specifically were not accomplished, but yeah, that's good. Okay. Can you be more specific about like what, what you're speaking of or is that? (laughs) No, yeah, I can. Well, I just mean, so basically my New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year were to, we were living in Utah and I wanted to save money. I wanted to get it like a big savings account. We wanted to just kind of get ready for our future. Yeah. Get everything rolling. So we wanted to be steady, stable, and successful, basically. Yeah. So we both had commission-based jobs. This was before the podcast, before, like, this was in January, obviously. We started this podcast in June or something. But acts as if I don't remember the exact day we started this. I'm like, whatever. I don't even know. Um, And then as the year progressed... Things just got worse and worse financially, and my husband had something happen with his job the year before where he was in kind of a bad situation, and I don't, I don't want to say got screwed over, but it just was a bad situation completely, and it left him with a lot of emotional baggage, and I don't want to speak for him, but the year before, so 2017, when we moved to Utah, we were saying... We had just had this tr- actual traumatic experience that we both went through together, mostly my husband and with money and everything. Yeah, with money, his job, just basically life in general, like mostly the job. And then that kind of went into everything else because it caused a bunch of financial issues. And if you've ever been in financial 
stress, stress, you know that it affects everything. It affects your relationship. It affects your everyday life. You're just stressed constantly. And so as 2017 ended, we were in the mindset of we're just going to forget everything and move on. We'll just have the best life. Who cares about that? Whatever, whatever. And then we didn't. I mean, when I say we, my husband didn't really get necessarily the help that he needed just to deal with his literal PTSD. And from that entire situation with his old job and all that without getting into too much detail, but he didn't realize how much it was weighing on him. And so as 2018 started, we were trying to push through it and he was just struggling like mentally and emotionally and had all this baggage and negative thoughts like I've just he's just always been such a positive person and I just saw like a different side of him yeah I just saw this pessimistic just sad hopeless kind of which was complete opposite of what I knew him to be and so I feel like that was kind of hard and we we just thought okay we're just gonna push through and we didn't actually take time to deal with it yeah so as 2018 progressed it kind of all came back up And so it started to get into our finances again, where we were trying to rebuild, but then we were actually just getting worse and worse. And, and like expectations of like, oh, this job's going to pay me more. And then it doesn't. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. And I'm going to be able, and it was more of, I, my husband was more of, I'm going to be able to work and make this much. And then it was pertaining to work that he had basically PTSD from. I mean, I don't know if that's the right phrase for it, but that's the best way I can explain it. That he had all of these thoughts and ways of thinking that just backfired and he just didn't perform like he usually performed and he didn't, he was working hard, but he also had all these basically thoughts of what does it even matter if I work hard? Like I worked hard before and nothing came out of it. So what's... You know, I put everything I had into something and it didn't pay off. And so what's, well, why would it be different and I didn't time? even have any say in that. And so it just screwed. Like, I just feel like I just have no say in the matter. So as the middle of 2018 <laughs> rolled, slammed in, I should say. Yeah. Um, my resolutions of getting a savings account and doing more, being more of this. And I was in health school trying to do that. We basically had to move to Arizona to just, we had to stop everything. We had to basically just leave Utah, leave our lease. And so it was just a mayhem. And I've talked about this in my book too, but it was just a mayhem of money. Like you just feel like you're drowning. Yeah. And so thankfully to our parents who so nicely let us, I moved, we moved in with my parents. We were just planning on being there for a month, but then, because we didn't know what we were going to do Yeah. because we he was still with his job, but he didn't really like it. Like he just felt, he just had a bad taste in his mouth. Basically. Yeah. It wasn't that he didn't like it. It wasn't that he wasn't good at it. Like right. that was his, what he excelled at. But so this was actually as we were starting the podcast, this was all happening while we started the yeah. podcast. And cause we were living in Utah, we moved down to Arizona just to figure everything out. Basically just to start over, just get a clean slate and Nick could get the help that he needed and we could kind of be together because he was working so much. We were, our relationship was seriously struggling because we were never together. I just felt so disconnected from him and I wanted to help him, but there's nothing I could do. Luckily, everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that we learned so 
I can't even tell you how much we learned from that and how much our relationship, even in the depths of, I don't even know how to explain it besides an actual shiz show. Sorry, keeping <laughs> this PG, but we still tried to stay together. Like we still tried to keep our relationship at a strong enough connection to get through it. Yeah. Because we both knew that there's really no, I've heard Will Smith and Jada Smith, they were talking about, they have no deal breakers. And so I feel like that was kind of at the point where we realized, okay, it's either now or never. Like there's no deal breakers. There's no things that you could do at this point. I'm not going to leave you because you're sad or you're not fulfilling my expectations of this and so forth. And so it was the best and absolute worst year of our life. We thought 2017 was rough and then we were optimistic about 2018, but 2018 was rough. And so we moved to Arizona. There's a happy ending. (laughs) We, this podcast has been a major blessing. This podcast came at like the best time possible. Just everything just started working out slowly, surely working back up and I think we both had to just realize that we had to start over and not to be upset about what was lost and focus on what we gained and focus on the future. So as the year has come to a close, my husband is so much better mentally, emotionally. He kind of had to work through everything and we are trying to be more direct with each other, which is good. And yeah, so now he has a job he loves like truly, truly loves and it's something of his own and it's something that he's passionate about and same with me. So it's good. All works out in the end. We learned everything from it. Anyways, that's the end of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. I think a lot of people, I think a lot more people struggle with things like that than we think because, you know, with money or relationship stuff, because that's not really talking, ladies scratching at the door. (laughs) Um, <laughs> um, just because it's not really talked about on social yeah. media. I mean, some people are like to talk about it and are open about it, but for the most part, you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes of people's lives. So I think it's like, it's good that you're able to be open about it yeah. because I really do think that can help a lot of people. Yeah. It's been, I always wanted to kind of keep it safe and like to ourselves, but at the same time, what it do you mean feels keep it safe. Oh, just, just keep that part information. of our, yeah, just private. But I think both of us have realized that that's just pride. Yeah. You just don't want people to know that, that you struggled with money or yeah. you struggle currently with money. Well, I was listening to this podcast with, uh, to Dax Shepard's podcast mm-hmm. and he was saying how vulnerability is such a strong way to connect you with someone and how, I can't remember the example exactly that he gave, but how someone that he knew was never vulnerable and he's like, I just could not connect with them. But then Mm -hmm. whereas with someone who's like, oh my gosh, my kids have been a nightmare today. Like I've been whatever and kind of just admit that like things aren't always absolutely perfect. And he's like, I just gain instant respect and it's like an instant connection. Like I have been there. I'm a parent. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Instead of acting like everything's just perfect yeah yeah no I agree I completely agree and I think that helped us to through that all is when we would confide in people especially my parents like every time I would call we never talked to my parents about finances or anybody we never wanted to talk to anybody about it because that was our thing and we felt like we were on our own and it felt like we were going backwards is the thing is that wasn't how we started out like we started out good financially good and then things went and then we felt like we were going backwards yeah and 
that was almost the most terrible part about it for both of us, especially my husband is feeling like you were regressing instead of progressing. Yeah. And when we would confide in people and tell them, and then they would open up to us and especially our parents and be like, Hey, we've been there. Like my parents, they were saying, we've been there. We've had financial struggles, our whole marriage. Like we, we've worked through them. We've had our ups and downs and everybody does. And you just, it's fine. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be ashamed of it. The only reason, the only way that you're going to get better is if you're open and you face it and you work on it. Yeah. So true that. Anyways, so what are your goals for the new year? Yeah. Anyways, my goals this year, first, this is more of a specific one is to wake up with more purpose and wake up. Cause I was going to say wake up earlier and get, but I wake up decently early, except for this last week I've stayed up watching TV late, but I want to wake up earlier and wake up with more purpose and instantly start doing tasks and get stuff done earlier in the day because I basically get tired at 5 p.m. and I can't do anything after that. No, that's a really good one. I like that. So whether that's waking up immediately and taking my dog on a walk, I haven't quite figured out what I want to do yet, but getting a good morning routine is what I'm very excited about this year. And then I wanted to be, to stay in motion. So that's been on my mind the last couple weeks is staying in motion. Like, you know how an object in motion stays in motion? Yeah. I feel that because when I don't, we were talking about this the other day too, is when I don't do anything in the morning or when I don't get going on a project or something, then I don't do Do anything. But when I'm in motion all day, I'm getting so much done. I feel so much better at the end of the day. And I just have figured out that's how I just have to get things done is I just have to keep moving. So stay in motion. Love that. And then this goes into where I was saying, work on my relationship with money and not thinking it the source of all evil, but thinking it as something good and something that is energy and a resource. So I've been reading more books on it and trying to maybe find like a financial advisor or someone who, I don't know if a therapist or financial advisor would be better for that, but working on my relationship with money and how I think about it. So I think a lot of the things from my childhood came up the last year yeah. of how I think about money and how I deal with it. So I want to work on my relationship with money by either seeing someone or just writing down my thoughts about it and kind of reevaluating. Yeah. I have a couple that I don't really want to say because I just want to keep them private because I don't, it's like our thing of don't be big things coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other one is make a million dollars. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Work on your relationship with money. Yeah. (laughs) By making $1 million. Yeah. That's what I mean. Make more money. No, I'm just kidding. And then the last one that I have is to stop expecting and striving for better and just always do my best. So. Yours are so much deep. I'm like, wait, train. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the thing is, I just have the, the main ones and then I have to think of little things that go for that. Yeah. So even little tasks help the whole don't strive for better, just do your best. Even me just having a small task of, I need to stop buying shampoo and just have a container and reuse it so I don't waste all these shampoo bottles. Yeah. You know, like just something like that. It helps that bigger picture. Bigger picture, yeah. Resolution. Okay, well, we asked you guys what your New Year's resolutions were. And I wrote down a few that I like. A lot of them were... Work out, be healthier. That was most of them Mm -hmm. was that. And I think that's a goal that a lot of people have, which is great. 
this one I really, really liked that I wanted to share. Someone said, be less judgmental toward others in my thoughts. I did. I saw that one. I liked that a lot. And I love that because... Thanks for admitting that because most people don't yeah. admit that they're judgmental. Yeah. And, and it's weird because I don't consider myself a very judgmental person. Like I never, I try and never like make comments about people that are, is, that are judgmental, but also I do, I am guilty of thinking those thoughts often. Mm -hmm. Like when I, you know, just anything, like see someone do this and like, oh, they blah, blah, blah. And like make up a story in my head about why they're doing that. And that, I loved that that person admitted that and that they wrote that. And I thought that's something I can work on too. That is, is really just great. Trying to like recognize a judgmental thought and then turn it around. This one, to stop being late to places. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a simple one that. that you really can work on if that's, you can do it. That's easy. A lot of people also said less time on phone, which I yeah. like and I need to also do. And Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, good luck with that. To be more calm and free. A lot of people said to feel more calm or to be more, more at peace. Do you do meditation? Like I know when you you do yoga, but do you do meditation every day? Um, I've been really bad at it this last month, but I used to do it quite often in the mornings or right before I go to bed. But I need to be better at it. I need to be better at actually meditating. Meditating and I need to get more experienced in it. Yeah. So I'm I not a pro. I'm not a pro either. Okay. Someone said to work on self-love and self-care. And I wanted to talk about this briefly because just the importance of taking care of yourself, because we've said this a million times in the podcast, but you cannot pour from an empty cup, Mm -hmm. meaning you cannot be the best version of yourself or you can't be, you know, the best wife. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't be the best mom. If you're not taking care of Mm -hmm. yourself, you can't be the best employee. Like you have to take care of yourself first and it's not selfish. And it will spill into other areas of your life. Yeah. And I think self-care means something different to everyone's self-love. You know, everyone has their own things that they can be working on. But I think when you hear self-care, it's like face masks and, you know, I need to go to spa on spa days and stuff mm-hmm. like on spa days yeah. excuse me like a field trip yeah <laughs> um yeah let's start spa days that yeah. sounds awesome but that's not necessarily all that self-care is it's just taking no. care of yourself it's it's nourishing your body it's moving around every day it's loving yourself there's so much that goes into self-care and you really have to to do that if you want to be the best yeah person you can be take time okay i'm just going to read a couple that are just short Be more tidy. Get rid of more stuff that I do not use. Love that. Want to read the entire Bible in 2019. Go for it. That's a good one. Props to you. To try to stay organized more and keep my living space comforting. Oh, I like that one. That's important. Uh, Run my third marathon. Work on that insecurity. And then she said, these are anonymous, right? (laughs) No, they are not. (laughs) Become a better person. Be more independent. Get fit. Don't care what other people think. To have less negative thoughts and actions towards other people and myself. Try to compliment at least one stranger a day. I love that one. Mm -hmm. To read a book a month. Great one. Shop ethically and travel more. Someone said no processed sugar the whole year. Go, you better have a strict plan for that. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to be real with you. Oh, my gosh. I've done it. I've done it, but it's not fun. For a year? No, not for a year. I'm just saying I've gotten rid of it for probably five months (gasps) 
You Bye. remember that. Girl, I had months. an eating disorder, remember? <laughs> I know, but whoa, whoa, whoa. Processed sugar for five months. I do not yeah. remember that period of your well, life. Well, from January to April, so four. I'm shocked. Yeah, I didn't have oil or sugar. I had... Oh, oh, okay. You're, you're right. I do remember that. Yeah. But I didn't... I guess I didn't think I had steamed no. veggie, rice cakes, grapes, and beans, and lentils. Yeah. That... And celery. Is absolutely insane. Yeah, my I skin was feel. awesome, so... <laughs> yeah. If you I want to hop on board, you need a disorder. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry. I'm unapologetic. <laughs> okay, can I say my last one? Save more money. I think that's a lot of people's goal is to save more money. And I'm gonna. I'm not a financial advisor by any means, but I will give. But JC my best. has been my financial advisor. I feel like I've learned a lot from you. Oh, good. I I think my best advice for this. Okay, you know what this this is advice that came from my grandpa. Oh, shoot. I don't remember like the exact quote that he said. The concept is everything. There's some portion of every thing you make out of all the money you make. Some of that is yours to keep. Mm. And I don't know what the exact quote is because it's really good. And I just cannot think of it. But like some of your money is yours to keep. You always, always, always save a portion. Mm -hmm. And I think I mean, a lot of people, if they're in debt, you know, I get that there's yeah. certain circumstances and whatever, but for us, and I've said this before, Leif and I save 35% of everything we make. Yeah. And we're in a position where we're able to do that. And I understand that not everyone is at that place, but if you can even save 5%, like any percentage that you feel comfortable with, even if it's 2%, mm -hmm. save a part of everything that you make. That is like the number one advice I've gotten and the best advice that I can give yeah. as far as money goes is if you make $100, put 10 to $20 away Yeah, and I don't like touch that. it. I will say of all the many millions of lessons I've learned about money in the last year is the number one thing to do if you're in debt or if you have financial struggle. Struggle? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me today? Financial struggle is... The first thing is to pay your bills on time. I'm no sorry. I don't what. know why I'm still laughing. Because it's struggle. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> is number one, pay your bills on time before anything else. So that might seem like a duh. Yeah. But if you're paying your bills on time, that's going to re like relieve all of your stress. Just yeah. try your best to pay your bills on time and make do with whatever is left. Because there have been plenty of times when we're like, well, we can't eat if we pay this bill. So we'll just skip that bill this month and then pay it next month. And just think like, oh, it'll be better next month. Yeah. But we've learned that if you just pay those bills as soon as they come, you, you will not be half as stressed. Yeah. No, and, that's good. And then I also... Um, I don't remember who said this. I think it was Nick's grandpa, but they were saying a good thing, kind of similar to what your grandpa said, is 10% goes to charity, 10% goes to you for your own, like, reward. Yeah. And then 10% goes into savings. That's good. So, and then the rest you can use for whatever else. Yeah. Bills or whatnot. But yeah, if you also, sorry, I'm going back to the first lady who was talking about the first thing you do is pay your bills is... When you save, it doesn't matter how much you save, even yeah. if it's a dollar, like you were saying. Even if you only save $25 in six months, what if something were to happen and you have absolutely no money, but you have to buy your family dinner that night, you will have $25 in your savings account that you can like use five of it to go buy McDonald's or something. Right. I don't know. But even the smallest amount will make up the difference. So 
it's better to have $3 than zero. So even if you have a goal of putting $2 a week in savings. Okay. I have an app that I've been using that I really love. It's called Albert. Have you ever heard of that? Uh -uh. It takes money out of your bank account in increments from five to a hundred and it'll just sneak out little payments every once in a while. And then it'll put it into a savings account. So you don't even notice. So on your bank account, I'll look through and I'm like, $4 and then I'll see it's to Albert. Uh. And it'll just take, but it it's smart enough to know, like it won't take your entire bank account out. It, yeah. it calculates it somehow. And then we'll go in and take a certain amount. And then you go look at your Albert account and you have like a couple hundred dollars in there just from that's not even cool. realizing. Yeah. So that's a good app. That's nice. Yeah. That's because like, I always forget to put money in my savings. Yeah. In in high school, I used to do envelopes, which Chelsea remembers. Oh, yeah. And I, she reminded me of. I would. Your camera envelope. Yeah. I would have an envelope for savings, an envelope for a future camera that I wanted to buy. And every time I would do a photo shoot and I would get paid, I would put different amounts in different envelopes. And, and I think it is best if you have like a percentage that you can go off of, mm -hmm. but even if you are just willy nilly with it and you're just putting random amounts, I mean, it's better than nothing yeah. to save just random amounts. Like it's fine. But like I said, that's just something that me and Leaf have like really tried to stick to. And it just makes you feel so much more secure to have mm -hmm. a savings account. Like you said, no matter how much money's in it, just to know you have something. Yeah. If something goes wrong, like you have something in there yeah so I would highly highly suggest it I also wish that I would have started doing that I did save in high school and and earlier in life but when Leif and I got married like I didn't have much to my name and yeah. that's because I spent a lot of money on mm -hmm. stupid things um a lot of it was on camera gear and investments and that's great you know investments from a business but um a lot of it was just wasted and, and I do wish looking back that I would have saved more money and, yeah. and I remember, like, my little brother saying something once. He's in high school. Like, how he wanted to buy this thing for, like, $300. But it wasn't. I don't know. And I just remember being like, save that money. Like, yeah. I, if I could go back in time and tell myself, I would have saved that money. Yeah. Because it's just, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to make mistakes and buy stupid things when you're young. But it's just so nice to have. Yeah. And if you money. ask anyone, they would say the same thing. Yeah. Like, I think three years ago, I just didn't buy those stupid shirts that I threw away two weeks later so dumb I know or you buy like a like hundred dollar what a, I don't know just yeah stupid stuff and you're like I didn't even use that yeah why would I have bought that yeah exactly yeah so be smarter be smarter bye see ya um okay. oh do you have any more well I just thought some of them were cute like indifferent so one of them said start a pet photography business I love that and then I liked this one no more complaining that's a hard one yeah to try new food and things outside of my comfort zone. Thought about this. I was just telling JC about the show that I've been obsessed with. And I wouldn't have ever found it if I was going to continue being a snob who said that I don't like anime shows. And I, my whole family's obsessed with anime. Japanese anime. And every time I walk by in a room when they're watching, I'm like, this is so weird. Like, this is so nerdy, blah, 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 blah. Because you always think of anime as nerdy, at least I did. And it would just be in Japanese and, and you'd have to read the subtitles. And I'm like, how frustrating. Like, you can't, whatever. You can't focus. But anyways, my brother, first of all, has an entire list of anime shows on his phone. And it's categorized into what to recommend to people who haven't watched anime. What to recommend to people who have been into anime for a little bit. Anyways, <laughs> he's so funny. But he's my favorite person to watch anime with because 
he will give you such he will convince you be like this is what the story is about you'll love this it has this this and this anyway so he convinced me a couple days ago to watch the show it's called attack on titan and it is my favorite show ever. <laughs> i'm not kidding it's so good if you go watch it it's on hulu i watched the first season in two days i stayed hilarious. up until 3 a.m till devil's, devil's hour to watch this <laughs> show i was thinking about nonstop. it's so good and they're only 20 minute episodes so it's easy to binge and yeah, I started, see- I finished season two yesterday with my brother. If I, I just kept thinking, I need to just get out of my comfort zone more. Like who cares if I have these like preconceived notions about certain things or certain foods or certain hobbies, activities. If I were to have been a snob, then I wouldn't have watched that. And I wouldn't have been open to this world of anime that I now love. Yeah. So I liked, I, a lot of people said, get out of my comfort zone and try new things and say yes more. Anyways, if you watch it, please DM me so we can geek out about it together. (laughs) Give more but spend less. Giving time and listening. Excuse me? What? Oh, giving time and a listening ear beats anything store-bought. Oh, I get it. I thought she was saying beats. Like she bought beats at the store. (laughs) She's like, buy more beats at the store. (laughs) Someone's trolling us and said, eat potato chips once per month maximum. (laughs) Awesome donut for (laughs) Torpedo. Is that the username? Yeah. Someone said, I really want to put myself out there and post more of myself singing on social media because I never have before. Do it. Do it. Do it. Another point I want to make (laughs) is, I I don't remember actually where I heard this, but stop being, like, stop getting romantic with your issues and with your past. Mm. And... My mom once told me people who believe in soulmates, they say, oh, that's more romantic to think of soulmates. But she was saying, actually, it's not. It's more romantic to say, I chose this person and I'm going to make it work with this person. She's like, to me, that's way more romantic than saying the universe brought me this person or people get romantic. Even with my eating disorder, I remember almost you get addicted to the suffering of it and you almost get romantic with it. Like you almost get... You romanticize it, make it like, yeah, no, I, I know what With you mean. With any kind of issues, people romanticize their past. Like they, I love the saying, everyone <laughs> thinks their past is better than it was in the present is worse than it is because it's true. Like you look back, you're like, that was the best time. You're like, was it actually though? Yeah. Like there was a lot of things wrong, but you just always romanticize it. So yeah, I think that is another one I'm going to try to do this year. Stop romanticizing things that don't need to be romanticized. Yeah. Cause I'm a very rom- like hopeless romantic where I get very sentimental about. Yeah. Things. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah. Hope. Bye. <laughs> Happy New Year. Hope you guys were uplifted to some degree by this episode that you're inspired to kick it up into high gear or into low gear. I I was thinking about this the other day about how like are you sweating your face off in that sweatshirt? No, I'm so, I'm actually oh. kind of cold still. My hands oh, really? are freezing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I was thinking about how people think of goals as like hard work, like mm-hmm. kick it up into high gear like work harder, work more. And sometimes it's about working less for some people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Your goals don't need to be like, you know, crazy. Like you shouldn't overwork yourself. I I listened to a whole podcast episode on working smarter and not harder. And 
they're just talking about how rest is essential. Mm-hmm. It's crucial. And it's not impressive when people are like, I work, you know, all day. I don't even sleep. I just work. It's like, that's not yeah. cool or impressive. Yeah. You need, your body literally needs rest. So if don't, you don't, your body will force you at some point. Yes, it will to yeah. calm down. So don't like get too, I don't know. I think almost a new year for some people can be overwhelming because it's like, I need to work harder. I need don't to do more. Don't burn yourself out. Yeah. It's not necessarily do more. Sometimes it is doing less or sometimes mm-hmm. it's just working smarter. So keep that in mind. Everyone has different goals. Everyone has different lives. Just do what you need to do. Yeah. Be yourself. Yes. <laughs> the most cheesy advice. <laughs> be yourself. Don't be scared. Well, that is all we got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much. I, you know what? I wanted hey, to say JC, this. Hey, JC, guess what? What? <laughs> Just kidding. Never mind. You're kidding? <laughs> no, I was going to say. The dumbest joke of all time. Sorry. Let me redo that. Hey, JC. What? I haven't showered since last year. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, if you guys think that anyone could benefit listening to our podcast, please spread the word. Send them over. this. Post it on your story. We'd love that. Well, I'm just saying even their friends or someone. Like, yeah. Even send if it they to just, them. Yeah. Send, send them a link or tell them to listen. Anyone that you can think of that would benefit from our podcast, let them know. Spread yeah. the joy. Spread the Tag love. Tag them. Venmo me. Whatever works the best <laughs> for works. you. Direct deposit into my um, <laughs> savings account. It'd be great. So I can get my New Year's resolution of making a million dollars. Thanks. Woo! Hope you can make that happen for me. What if you really do that, Chelsea? Make a million dollars? Yeah. Okay, how? I don't know. Why am I more excited? Steal. Why am I more excited about that for you? I'm like, the thought of you making a million dollars just made me I so happy. I steal it actually from you. You're like, I'm so happy you made your New Year's resolution. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting our podcast for a whole half of a year. Yeah. And wow. we are so excited to continue. And 2019 is going to be a big party. When you guys support this podcast, you support us as individuals, and that means a lot to us. Yeah. So you support, your support means everything. Yes, it does. You guys got me through a really hard time. I will be sentimental about that is this podcast got me through one of the hardest times of my life. So when I'm crying. Awesome. (laughs) I'm not. I'm heartless. (laughs) Okay. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And... That's That's what what we we said. said. Goodbye. Bye.